One, two, this on? Ha. Yo, Jimmy hit me with that triple H. You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, hello and welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. As you hear, I'm your host, Ali Bunker. I'm here this week with Aiden Bunker, the little bro. Aiden, how you doing? I'm alright, you alright? I'm fine, yes. It's um, been a, a pretty, well, if you compare it to the last couple of weeks... Wrestling wise, it's been a pretty non eventful week for WWE. When you know, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. We're on SmackDown, obviously, but um, yeah, not too, nothing too major on the horizon. Not really. Decent week of action, but yeah, nothing of any real note. Yes. Um, what have you been up to this week, other than work? Um, not a lot. I'm trying to make the most of the sun, which has disappeared. Yep. Um, did you get hail today? We did, just yes, a minute ago. a shit ton of hail. Uh, well, we only got it after about six, half six, seven o'clock. Oh, I had mine from about four down over in Bedford Way with the uh, well, largest be, hailstones I've ever seen in my whole entire life. To be fair, we might have done, but in, in my place, you're not allowed to have the fucking blinds open because people lose their shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's the glare on my screen, even though they're all matte screens. <laughs> I, uh, and speaking of Matt, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I got it. Um, Matt isn't here with us, ladies and gentlemen, this evening. Um, not in person, not on the phone either, not via satellite link, not via telegram, nothing. Um, the reason for it, his dog's not very well. So we'll let him off. Um, but this is the last time, all right, Matt? Anyway. Pushing your luck. And since Matt isn't here, I think... Uh, in true WWE fashion, I think we should rename the podcast for a week. It'd be the Alienating Show. Well, let's see why not. I mean, we are the only people to have been on every episode, <laughs> and there, that's true. There are two unreleased episodes <laughs> from which in the vault. Where, where you're not in there, so I'm technically the only ever present. Well, it's because you have nothing better to do. That is true. Also, you never go on holiday. That is also true. <laughs> Why don't you ever go on holiday? I don't want to go on holiday with. You have Tasha. Yep, and she won't, she won't go anywhere. Doesn't want to go on holiday with you. Or just doesn't want to go on holiday. <laughs> she would, I, I, feel, I don't think she's massively against it. I think she, she doesn't have money and would feel bad if I was to do That's it. That's a good point. And also she gets anxious about going new places. Everywhere's new until you go there once. Exactly. Speaking of Tasha, um, her brother follows us on SoundCloud. Mm. Listen to a couple episodes. I said I'll give him a shout out. So here's your shout out, Aaron. Hi to Aaron, new new fan. New fan. spotted. I was I was wearing our t-shirt this weekend when I went round. All right. Um, and was like, oh yeah, PWP. Yeah, I know you guys. Who's uh, who, who's who's his favourite? Um, he hasn't said, 
But I would assume it's me. The, the question that was posed to him this weekend was, "Who's his favourite between me and uh, his sister's boyfriend, his other sister's boyfriend?" And well, I got picked, so I would imagine I'm probably the. You were there there at the time, right? No, no, it was before I came round. Okay, sure. So I'd imagine I'm the same answer for for who's his podcast well, favourite. I mean, it's probably a bit more stiff competition. We'll see. Let's <laughs> step up your game then. <laughs> we'll get him. Uh, does he have Twitter? Not that I know of, I don't think so. Oh, uh, okay. How old is he? 16. Oh, right, okay. Well, hi, Aaron, if you listen. 17 in two weeks. Um, just so you know, the right choice, you know, the right answer to that question is me. Let's face it. I'm the host. Um, right, let's crack on then with WWE TV this week. Monday Night Raw, first up. came from where Aiden where was it from uh, I literally it's the one thing I did make a note on this week <laughs> I couldn't even uh, I completely blanked on just somewhere to guess I just What's all it? American cities left my mind St. Louis was it in St. Louis St. Louis Missouri or was that Smackdown Smackdown was in no Smackdown was in St. Louis oh, damn <laughs> and Raw was in Kentucky Kentucky, that's where um, Sarah Logan's from. I don't think they mentioned. I swear I saw the word Kentucky written on the screen. This is gonna bug Louisville. Was it from Louisville? No, that was SmackDown. So SmackDown was from Louisville and Raw was in St. Louis. No, I don't think St. Louis was a factor. I think it was. Oh, let's have a look. It was St. Louis, yes, it was. For Raw? For Raw. I'll I'll find out what SmackDown was before we get to SmackDown. <laughs> um, right, so Raw kicked off this week in, in unfamiliar fashion, but um, not surprisingly, and and you know, in fitting fashion, with a tribute to the late great Bruno Sammartino, who passed away last week, uh, Wednesday, I think it was actually the day we recorded, right? Um, yep, passed away at the age of eighty-two. Still no word, I don't think, on the cause. I know that he had been hospitalised. A couple of months pr- prior, sorry. Um, so no real, no more word on that or, or anything really. But just a really, really uh, touching and really, what brilliant really would be the word I'd use to describe it. Video tribute to Bruno Sammartino. Uh, so credit to WWE who've um, video packages are always top notch. But this one was um, was really fitting. It was, it, I think, it sort of. It really fit the tone. It wasn't too somber. It was more of a celebratory mm. video package. It wasn't trying to invoke too much negative emotion. Um, but they just did, yeah, just really, really well. Really good um, archive footage and photos and and sound bites and everything. Which um, you know, so to us youngerish fans, Bruno San Martino wasn't the um, wasn't a huge star to us um, but obviously we know of his legacy uh, and to WWE he's obviously a, a cornerstone uh, of the current prod- product I guess you'd say yeah it, it, was, <clears throat> it was what I was going to say really is was for people who didn't know him well, you're or immediately caught up aren't you or what or just knew of him but didn't know kind of how big a star he was yeah Having people really say like he was the first like superstar, yeah, um, 
really kind of shaped it, shaped wrestling and sports entertainment is the way it is. And lots of lots of info of, um, on his his personal life from um, escaping Nazi rule in Italy as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's an incredible, incredible life story behind Bruno. If you don't know um, much about Bruno San, San Martino, then uh, please do go look it up. He's he had an extraordinary life. Yeah, what watch his uh, table for free yeah. with Ric Flair and Orton, and also listen to the Talk Is Jericho episode. With yeah, him. very, just the stories of his childhood in growing up in Italy and yeah, and obviously so and so many uh, current and former wrestlers have come out and said how how nice and how great he was as a guy as well as a friend. Yeah, there was a guest in podcasts and things like that. Yeah, it was a cool cool story from Edge. Mm. I don't know if you heard that one this week. I did. Yeah, how how he said um when he had one of his his second neck surgery in two thousand and twelve or something. Um, when he went back to the hospital, uh, they got a call from their hotel phone, which Beth picked up and said it was Bruno. Who was just he said he found out that. He was having this surgery and found out which hotel he was staying in and which room he was in and called them to just ask how he was doing because he was concerned about him. Yeah, it's a measure of the man. Says a lot. Yeah, it does say a lot. Um, So Bruno Sammartino um, gets a really fitting tribute with um, a video package and a a 10-bell salute, I guess you'd call it, um, with the roster on the stage. I didn't get to take too close a look at who was there. Was Brock Lesnar on stage? I don't think so. I don't know. I know, obviously, he's portrayed as this maverick sort of character. And I know in, life, in real life, I'm assuming he is a bit of a maverick as well, but surely he could have just been out there, you know? Yeah, well, he he may well have been. I didn't um, see him. I, I didn't notice. I didn't really pay that much attention um, to who was there. Let's have a quick look on the Instagram now. No, it doesn't look like he was there, but he might have been on the other side of this photo. Yeah, it just, it just struck me as a little bit weird. I, he was caught, sort of, because obviously he's a major, major part of Raw, and we knew he was going to be there because they had announced it. Mm. And he literally came out immediately and he after. he was out after, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I would like to imagine that maybe at least Paul Heyman was there. Yeah, Paul so. Heyman, yeah, I would have thought, definitely. Especially as he was one of the people on the video package. Yeah, he contributed to the, the what also is an, what, a documentary which aired after Raw. Um, simply called Bruno, I think. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the fit, the footage that was on that tribute is in is from the documentary. Yeah, um, I, I would imagine so. But yeah, I'll certainly go and watch it at some point when I, when I get a chance. Um, but yeah, just an incredible, incredible life for Bruno Sammartino, and um, I'm sure he will be sorely missed. Um, moving on, then. So uh, we we briefly mentioned Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. They, uh, as you say, were immediately out uh, after after the Bruno tribute. Um, promo, promo was all right. It was a bit samey, with the added element of it just being really vicious imagery, sort of conjured up by Paul Heyman this time, sort of non PG uh, stuff, saying that Brock's going to shred Roman to pieces and send him home in multiple boxes. I mean, really aggressive. Um, language from Paul Heyman uh, which you know we could have maybe have done with build, in the build to Wrestlemania right well I mean as this match the Royal Rumble one had a better build than the Wrestlemania one well I think the Wrestlemania match one started with a good build mm. um, and then it just got a bit samey yeah um, 
if you were to go to a foreign country and get cut up, would would you get sent home? <laughs> yeah, send your body would home. They, would they do it with the multiple boxes? Well, they'd probably save costs and put it in one. But yeah, I mean, it was it was your standard Heyman and Brock promo. But Heyman went with, full on heel, didn't he? Yeah, just with an, an added edge, and I think him going full on heel was kind of helped by the fact that. The crowd were just booing them. Yeah. Um, which I think um, they were definitely kind of playing off and reacting to at the start. Yeah. They're both kind of giving each other looks and looking to the crowd like, oh, are you, like, are you guys upset? Mm. <laughs> um, which I guess helps because then you get Brock just laughing his ass off in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Um, have, have you heard the, the, the reported figures that Brock gets paid for his appearance? I've seen quite a few figures banded around, really. Um one time I think I've seen half a million for each appearance it was um, something like for for the, his non competing non wrestling appearances he gets like 130 grand or something mm. and for his wrestling appearances I can't remember off the top of my head it was either like 360 grand or 630 grand something yeah. like that it's like half a million no, no, it's ridiculous. just to wrestle but that's part of you know we don't know how um, accurate that actually is that could just be something WWE have sort of leaked out a little bit to try and get some heel heat for Lesnar who who still let's face it is going to be cheered against Roman Reigns um, as much as they're try, trying to make it go the other way as much as they're trying to get people to hate Brock it's just it's not going to happen <laughs> they're not going to hate Brock to the level where they'll hate him more than Roman. No. I think mean, they probably should give up the ghost on that one. Um, not on Roman, obviously, on the uh, on the trying to get him more popular than Brock. It's just, it's just ain't going to happen. I think they should know that by now. Yeah, well, I imagine it's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's, there's it's that. more likely to be a crowd, which is not necessarily the, the smart marks. Yeah. So... If there's ever a time for him to get a good reception upon winning a title, it would probably be this Friday at the in the beautiful city of Jeddah, <laughs> in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Oh God! Not taking the piss out of Saudi Arabia, just taking the piss out of those fucking adverts. The bloody adverts, over and over and over again. I wouldn't mind so much if they like changed it up a little bit. No, it's just the same it's advert, same advert each time. Oh, God, it was yeah, it was just overkill. Um... Reigns comes out and interrupts the um, the promo by uh, Heyman and Lesnar, but he doesn't really say anything. He seems a little bit like disinterested. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna take a title. Bye. Yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. He come out. His entrance was about five times longer than his time in the ring. Yeah. And like, if you're really that pissed at someone, mm. and wanted to murder this guy who sliced your head open the other week. But it doesn't feel like he is that pissed. Like he just. But yeah, like having a match. Yeah, I'm gonna when, have a when, match when with he, you. When he speaks about it, uh, I think last week he did a promo or something, and he seemed mm. very kind of, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna do this, blah blah blah. But this week it was just like, I don't know, maybe he just was a bit scared because Lesnar was there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's genuinely frightened of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, don't blame him. <laughs> but yeah, it's well, very, last time they were in the ring together, he did elbow him in exactly. the face numerous times. He lost about four points of blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just seems very much like, yeah. It's like he probably knows that he's going to lose and 
like he already knows Brock's probably not going to be in the mood to do anything special. Yeah. So he's already kind of working a handicap. So he's kind of just like, oh, let's just get this out of the way. Yeah, I think it is a get get this out of the way kind of thing. Although having said that, I thought the WrestleMania main event was a kind of get Brock Lesnar's title reign out of the way kind of thing, and that didn't happen either. So yeah. who knows what WWE are going to do? In a way, that's great. Yeah, but in a way, it also makes things feel a little bit less sensical. <laughs> a lot of stuff that's gone on in the last few months in terms of what you try and predict what will happen, especially for us with our predictions, man. <laughs> Take these things very seriously. It's like they don't read them. Yeah, but like it's just a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like Jinder winning the US title and then dropping it to Jeff Hardy and then Jeff Hardy going to SmackDown. It's like who would have predicted that? Yeah, there's... it doesn't make much sense. This is the whole shake-up period is the period where any anything like anything can happen anything can happen and it often does and they've they kind of made a point um about how on raw they said about you know the intercontinental title match yeah they said i think Corey graves said oh if miz wins he'll tie the record and then he'll take it over to smackdown and michael cole was like oh well we still haven't got confirmation on that yeah and then this week on, on smackdown out of the bar said if they win the title they'll, they'll go, be back go back to, to raw. raw yeah so I don't know. I suppose that makes it a bit less predictable. Yeah. In that, like, um, one show isn't going to get both mid-card titles or both tag team titles. Well, I mean, I can understand a tag team one because obviously you have Raw tag team titles and you have SmackDown tag team titles. Yeah. They even have those in the name. So you can't have both of those on one show. So, but with the IC title and the US title, for instance, there is they're not brand specific. No, they, they, they can they can flip at a, a moment's notice. But so, if uh, if say for I don't know which match would go on first, but say if Jeff retains, mm. then it's almost it's got to be certain that a Raw superstars keeping the IC title. Yeah, um, but it w- it wouldn't make sense for like in Sheamus and Cesaro's instance for them to draft them. Yeah, and then have them win and then go back. Exactly, and I mean they've they've done Raw, haven't they? The only yeah, people on Raw they yeah, have faced is authors of pain because they're new, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah completed it, mate. Or Matt and Bray. Well, yeah, but we've seen lots All of Sheamus and Cesaro against Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, what a potential reunion of the uh, American Alpha. All oh, right, yeah. I thought of what you're going to say then. Um, so yeah, we'll go back to Reigns and, and uh, Lesnar. I literally cannot predict much of this greatest Royal Rumble card. I don't. I don't really know what's going to happen. Personally, I'm thinking Brock retains. I would imagine they are going to make Brock break CM Punk's record-breaking reign. Really? Which I think would happen. He he would break the reign. Different title though. Yeah, but they'd count it as the same. What about how long has AJ Styles had the title? He's had it since November, so, oh, okay. so not that long. Yeah. Um, I think Brock would break CM Punk's record two days before Money in the Bank, which is in Chicago. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that could go well. <laughs> did you? Did you? Was it you who said that's the interesting fact about Raw? Raw one one thousand five hundred. Yeah, it was you. That's a really interesting fact. Um, was it that it, the the fifteen hundredth episode of Raw will be held 
It'll be held on if May... Ma- if they do it every week. May 2nd, I think it is, which would be The Rock's 50th birthday. <laughs> you imagine? May 2nd, 2022. Could you imagine the state of Matt on The Rock's 50th birthday if he had a whole Raw, like, dedicated to him? I don't think he would. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they'd even make that much of a big deal out of 1,500. No? I think they would. You know what WWE are like. Uh, they they mentioned that it was 1,300. A couple of times. But, but that's, not a, that's not a round I like, suppose they did have like milestone a, number. They did have a Smackdown 900 episode like yeah, the other they year, did, didn't yeah. they? Um, the only reason they haven't made a big fuss out of this one is because they've just had Raw 25. Yeah, I suppose so. But uh, they don't make a fuss every hundred episodes, do they? So, so I think no. five hundred episodes would be, you know, their new sort of yardstick for a celebration. And then once it gets to two thousand, it's probably every thousand. <laughs> and if it carries on past three thousand episodes, I'll be very surprised. Although, have you ever thought about, like, will the WWE ever just come to an end? Well, I always, I always used to think about that about. Um... Things like how would EastEnders or Coronation Street yeah. ever end? Like how would they end that yeah. show? So how would WWE end? just end? Like I don't know. Do you, would it just be that one person, probably Brock, wins <laughs> or actually Roman, Roman wins all wins titles, all of the titles and gone right completed it? <laughs> I'm retiring now, then, but I'm not relinquishing my titles. <laughs> and they go right. All right, well, fair play. Someone's been trying to do this for years. That's so, a wrap, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, well done. Thanks for all your time and effort and money. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I have. You know, like how I've never really thought about it. It's been around for what sixty years, in one way or another. Is it just going to go on infinitely? Like, I think they can't run out. Of WWE money. would go on for a very long time. Whether they necessarily would do a weekly show every week yeah. maybe just like a monthly special or something but um it's hard to say it's, very it's not a world i want to live in no me neither i don't want i don't want a part of that world where if i can't see another man hit someone in the balls repeatedly each week i don't want to live in that world luckily that's we'll always have the network i think that's fair i think that is fair um so moving on then <clears throat> I thought you were interrupting no, me like just... uh, your name's so okay in English. <laughs> no, I was just clearing my throat. Um, right. Elias versus Bobby Roode was a raw match. Um, we, we haven't seen much of Elias. Um, he hasn't been able to complete a concert in a long time or at least get anywhere near a significant way through. Um, do we think he's just not coming up with the lyrics? I don't know, I mean, it must be hard, because he, he does it on house shows as well. Does he? I believe so. All oh, right. So it must be hard. Yeah, okay. I can um, them off. Especially like, if he's already been to that city. Yeah. Just to come back and trash just it rehash, in a different way. rehash it, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he... Or is he saving all of his best work for his album? Potentially. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he hasn't had a lot to do in the lead-up to and since Mania. Mm. I guess... It, they're just, just trying to find the right feud for him, really. Yeah, well, I mean, they they planted some seeds here, I guess, um, with a match Lashley. against... Well, Lashley oh, last Lashley. week. Yeah, Lashley last week. Bobby Roode this week. Um, surprisingly, Elias wins. Of a really flat ending. It was a bit. 
It didn't. It didn't feel like it, that I, should have ended the match. Yeah, like, it was just that he draped his shoulder over the, the rope, didn't he? That's all yeah. he did, and then rolled him up. And didn't put his feet on the rope. Didn't grab the tights. He didn't like do that and then do his finisher. He no. just rolled him up. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was like he was like trying to grab the tights, but maybe couldn't. I don't know, but yeah, it just seemed a bit flat. Um, but it, it's worth two things. It's a feather in the cap for Elias because mm-hmm. I think WWE do think quite highly of um, Bobby Roode. I think they think quite highly of Elias. Well, yeah, well. that's true. Um, but how <clears throat> disappointing is this for Bobby Roode? For your first singles match on your new brand, <laughs> on the main brand, and you, you lose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like they could have maybe no done this via an eye poke. Yeah, just let uh, make a last cheat. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit kind of, hmm, but well, see where it goes. Hopefully, at least to a heel turn for Bobby Roode because let's face it, this face character is going nowhere. No, there's only so long you can live off a word. Yeah, <coughs> and now well, I don't really don't... have any real reason to like him. I don't really have any reason. Okay, yeah, I do have a reason to dislike him. His obsession with a word is unhealthy. His obsession with a word. He's he's that obvious kind of arrogant rich pomps. Yeah, <laughs> rich pomps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comes down wearing million dollar robes and all that shit. So yeah. instantly you just go, he's not one of us. Yeah, exactly. But then he's the one percent. No, it's not him. That's easy. That's easy. Um, Mauro Nalo when he first debuted was like I asked EC3 earlier what EC3 stood for and he said it was the formula for success I was like no it's not <laughs> to be fair that's a good line but we all know it stands for yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, imagine if he came back as Derek Bateman oh god um, right so Elias Rude just slightly disappointing for Bobby Rude but fair play to Elias yeah. nothing really probably another rematch next week We'll probably see Bobby Ruby Elias. Both of these guys, I think, will be in the. Um... I just, I still don't understand the whole Michael Cole loving with Elias and Corey goes hating of Elias. Yeah. Just swap, swap it around. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, speaking of commentary, Booker T was back this week. Yeah. And you know what? Didn't hate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a. I think I actually preferred him to coach. There was a couple. He still had a couple moments, but he always does. Yeah, he had a nice little. Word, I quite like the little. You know, obviously, we had the whole Corey Booker T thing few weeks back or mm. a few months back I quite liked like, the little simmering tension that was there yeah. throughout the whole show obviously they well, made a light of it I think when, time, when they first put him back Corey was like remember Booker we're not on the streets <laughs> we're today. not on the streets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anyway back to back to the action um, I'm assuming Bobby Roode will just beat Elias next week or something and we'll I don't know if this on. was just giving both something to do to the Royal Rumble yeah but then what are they going to do after neither of them are going to win it you never know why you do in my eyes, there's a list, a pretty short list of people who are going to win this Royal Rumble. I have no idea who's going to win it, but I'll make a prediction at some point. Is how they work. Yes. Um, Bray and Matt versus uh, the Ascension. Uh, the Ascension who have been sent to save the Raw Tag Team Division. Um, at least they got some TV time in, in the ring, which is a step up from most of what they were doing on SmackDown. Yeah, well... <laughs> I, I tweeted this out as well. How um, the, the the rock appeared on the picture of the rock with his new baby <laughs> appeared on screen. Yeah, and then the ascension appeared. So that, I thought that was probably the biggest kind of cheer or reaction that the ascension had gotten for years yeah. while in the ring. And then Matt Hardy did his whole taking the piss out of them and clapping them kind of thing, <laughs> and the crowd went nuts for it. And I thought the ascension must have been in there like, "What is this <laughs> crowd audience involvement?" <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so Victor did a uh, cart of wheels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it wheel of cart? I have no idea. Um, so that obviously got the wonderful applause from from that. I'm just about how he said. Now they must go to the land of waste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what a surprise! Bray and Matt beat the Ascension. Have you ever um, heard Daniel Bryan talk about how much he loves the Ascension? No, I can't remember what podcast it was on. Um... Oh. No, I can't remember who it was. It was quite, it was quite a while ago now. Um, and he was saying how um, both. I think it might have been Victor. I don't know if both of them, but they're like really big. Um, vegans and really yeah. into like saving the environment and stuff and how <laughs> he explained what the wasteland was and it was something to do with like how the world will be in a hundred years time if we don't consider <laughs> if we continue in our consumerist ways and i don't think that's bollocks. what wwe are going for he was going i was like i fucking love this actually. these guys are so great <laughs> he loves them Danny ryan likes a good tag team i can't remember what podcast it was it was really annoying me now but probably edging christian no it was, it was quite a while ago I think it's before they even had a podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryan loves the Ascension. There's <laughs> a story for you. Um, so Bray and Matt pick up the win. Pretty dominant. Which I always I always struggle with this with the Ascension because you look at them and their character and you think, yeah, they should be good. Yes. And in the ring, they're not bad. No. But like, why are they booked as jobbers? It's weird because you always hear whenever they're on screen, you always hear Corey Graves talk about how they were like the most dominant force mm. NXT's ever seen. Yeah, which they were at the time. Yeah, um, I, I guess um, I think I think Michael Cole asked the question like why why have they found it so hard yeah. or something? And I suppose Booker T said it's the level of competition, which bit of an insult. Which, but I guess in some instances it makes sense. Like they're compared to. They did a baseball analogy, but yeah, I guess stepping like, up from the triple A to the yeah, terms, major league, coming up from the youth team to the to the first team, and so. you're not the standout player. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they're like the Bobby Zamora of the uh, WWE. <laughs> Great in the championship, terrible in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. It's a bit of a niche reference there. Ross McCormack is another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, or the reverse John Terry. Good in Premier League, terrible in Championship. I haven't seen him in the Championship, so... I'm just assuming he's terrible. I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I know Villa are doing all right, but yeah, it's not a football podcast. Let's get off of that. Because um, I don't like football these days, after last week's FA Cup result. Um, but Brian Matt, for me, looked more like a polished team this week. In the fact that everything seemed a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more smooth, um, and I kind of hoping this goes on a little while. Yeah, I hope they they give it a run. Yeah, um, I think the inevitability is Bray's going to turn on Matt at some point. Yeah, you would assume so. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what they can do. It's like, but there, there's no rush to get there. What? A, yeah, like, no, we don't want to see Bray versus Matt in a single suit again sometime soon. We want to leave that, you know. Yeah, like. While while he's with Matt, it gives Bray a different dimension. Mm. It maybe allows him to take the backseat role, yeah. rather than being the cult leader. The leader. Um, and I, su- I would imagine if they're spending a fair amount of time together in real life, that it could be a good learning thing for Bray. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'd be all right with 
having them stick around for a couple months. So there was an interesting um, interaction on... Well, I say interaction. It was just a tweet from Bray Wyatt, which seems weird coming from Bray Wyatt that he would be using Twitter. Um, but the, one of the sort of running themes running through the show was the Miz looking for um, allies, I guess you'd say, in, in Finn and in Seth and then ultimately ending up facing them later on in the night. Um, but Bray sent out a tweet saying... Um, I haven't got it in front of me, but... Um, that they join them stop looking for um allies on raw and just become woken <laughs> and that immediately obviously got people excited i'll read it. it to you please at the bow dallas at real curtis axel quit trying to coincide with those obsolete mules a woken world awaits you let us fit you fix you at matt hardy brand and i think matt hardy quoted that as well mm and said or he at least responded to it I think it was just a gif of him going yeah <laughs> god but uh, so Bray's even using wheel the, of cart by the way wheel of cart Bray's even using Matt's sort of verbiage which is good um, wonderful so yeah he just responded to it with a gif of him saying yes which <laughs> a bit narcissistic <laughs> But it's this immediately prompted um <laughs> <Bolete>. <laughs> It's immediately prompted um speculation and, and rumours rife that Bo Dallas and Braid White would be joining forces and, and all that stuff. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't necessarily see it. It would make sense. I would especially don't see it with Curtis. And if Bo wasn't Bray's brother, mm. no one would be calling for that. No, I guess not. Both character currently, like with Bray, it kind of makes sense because he's that weird mystical character. Yeah, with Bo, it doesn't make sense at all. Doesn't make sense. Like, what no. does Bo then come out as if he goes into the Lake of Reincarnation? IRS. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't Bray come out like that? Bray's the oldest, I think. Yeah, Bo's really young, actually, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's only about twenty-six. Yeah, really young. Bray, to be fair, is under thirty. Is he? Well, he's probably, probably about thirty, 30 now. I think. Yeah, I remember a few, fair few, about four years ago, it was about 25, 26, so. So about voting. Yeah, roughly. Um, moving on then, so another tag team match followed this. Um, this was the second tag team match of the night, but was about, there was about six, or well, I think maybe six tag team matches on Raw. Probably is exactly 30. May exactly. 23rd, he uh, turns 31. Anyway, yeah, there was a shitload of tag team matches, which I didn't notice until you pointed so, out. Actually, he's 31, if you're an Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs> private joke. Well, not private joke, but a lot of people won't get that one. <laughs> he's 30 until he's 31. Um, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, they teamed up uh, for the first time against Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews. Emphasis on the Crews. Um... Apollo once again proving that Cruz can lose because they lost. I feel like he's had his name back for a little while. I don't think he has. I'm not sure. I feel like I heard them. I've heard them say Cruz over the last couple of weeks, but maybe it's just wishful thinking. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, yeah, Cruz it's the first time most of it relatively easily as well. He's really great at losing. Cruz is the best at losing. Um, that didn't work quite as well. <laughs> but I was really impressed by Dolph. And Drew as a team mm-hmm. uh, during the match, and more importantly, well, not more importantly, but as importantly, after in the promo. So I thought Dolph 
gave his best promo in a long old time and Drew McIntyre killed it yeah all I can when I, when I see these two in the ring all I can think of is Sean and Diesel yeah, yeah but that's not a bad thing um, but yeah it was a very good promo after from both of them um, especially uh, Brew Drew Brew <laughs> um, it I've seen people kind of speculating maybe who whether that was like an indirect message to someone about the whole people just Close collecting thing. checks and yeah. stuff good accent was it <laughs> um I find Scottish hard I don't know what it is um Scottish Scottish <laughs> um sorry for any of our Scottish listeners <laughs> for one of them um yeah good stuff it kind of made they kept explaining kind of what what has happened to him and how he'd gone away and done this and ten years Corey was saying well he hadn't been away for ten years yeah it'd been what nine years since he debuted yeah but yeah he's been away for about four or five five years yeah I thought it was a bit exaggerated <laughs> a little bit <laughs> He said he's a whole new, he's a whole different human being now, which is technically not true. But he does look a lot different. Fucking huge. Yeah. This is what, whenever I see Drew McIntyre, I think that's the body that Big Cash should have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I And when I saw when, when Big Cash returned, I was fully expecting him to at least be a bit trim. Yeah. Nope. Just looks the same. Just a bit more brown. He's or so orange. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um,. But yeah, Drew McIntyre built like a brick. Yeah, that's a good you point actually what? about Big Cass. And yeah, that is like if you just want to impress from just one from the first appearances, yeah. that is how you look. Yeah, now Drew McIntyre is he was about six, six, six five. Oh yeah, which actually isn't that big, but he just looks in real life. Well, okay, yeah, but for a wrestler, it's the same Current size. It's a little bit taller than say the Rock. Yeah, smaller than Hulk Hogan. Current day wrestling is, is that's big. Yeah, I guess so. But Cass, when you Cass is but when you think six foot nine. Huh? Cass is only actually six foot nine in real life. What a liar. I know. Wow. My whole world has been shaken. Yeah, the, like three whole inches. That'd be like <laughs> saying I'm six foot four, but yeah. he has the same height as like Randy Orton. Yeah. I'm not the same height as Randy Orton. And that's the thing. Six foot four is like a pretty normal height for a main event wrestler, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like that like so, Kurt Angle back in the day being six foot one, he, he, was he, small. he was small. Yeah. But um now he's probably about five ten with but his Mac- legs. Drew McIntyre, yeah. Drew McIntyre being six five, he just seems a lot bigger. Yeah. I suppose it's, it's just the way wrestlers are these days. Maybe when he's teaming when he's in the ring with Apollo Crews and Dolph Ziggler, maybe but in Titus O'Neill, he's gotta be at least six six, right? Yeah. And he didn't Drew seemed to tower over him and it's it's just really deceiving the way he looks. Um I think he's got a good look as well. Slight, slight and good, throwback. Good promo delivery. It was a good it's promo delivery. It's not always an, uh, a British wrestler's strong point. No, yeah. I can't think of many great British I, I think it, it, it might just be, like, like, I heard Pete Dunn talk about it this week, about how it is the accent, isn't they it? never would do it on independent shows, so yeah. you just don't do promos. I guess so. Um, and yeah, I guess like when because when you hear American voices for three hours, yeah. something that isn't an American voice sounds weird. Yeah, like I'm I'm sure if I heard some of the English or British guys speak normally, mm. uh, it would be fine. But when I hear them 
like when I hear Nigel McGuinness yeah. on NXT, I always think like it's a bit sounds out of place. Like whenever I used weird. to watch Friends, is um, is Emma Emily really that posh, or is that actually just how we sound? It's really hard to tell. I think she is really posh. I think she's but quite surrounded posh, by yeah. Americans, it's like holy shit, she's yeah. posh. Yeah. Over, but then you'd England, never accuse Paige of sounding posh. No, but Paige is one of those ones where she's got like she picks. She has an American twang, doesn't she? Like, but say. I don't know. William Regal. But then that was put on, wasn't it, that voice? He's from Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. But just like, just hearing him in front of an American audience yeah. and talking to American guys, like, I do wonder whether they find it hard to understand us in some instances. Yeah. I don't know. There's, a, there's much more of a British presence in America these days in terms of all over their films and TV shows. Yeah. They bloody love the Brits now. Um, so, they're so cute and quirky. <laughs> so I, it would surprise me if they did, if there was a lack of sort of understanding. So today. <laughs> um, but you think of um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce on SmackDown. I mean, they stand out for their accents, but they sound like they don't sound as out of place, if you know what I mean. No, I think it's because there's two of them together. They're talking to that's, each other. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a good point. Um, whenever I hear Paige like give a promo, it just it doesn't it just doesn't seem to feel doesn't seem like it feels like it goes well. He, even say Cesaro, like yeah, he he has his is a bit different because he has like the kind of accent where English obviously isn't his first language. Obviously, he's native, he's very fluent in it. Yeah. Um, but it just never it never sound although he's good at promos mm. especially for a, a foreigner um there's always just that kind of thing where it's like uh oh, not doesn't just doesn't quite sound natural yeah i guess so um but we've gone we've gone on a bit of a tangent mainly driven by accents. Oh, <laughs> um but basically they said that they i like the line that um they're not. They're no longer interested in stealing the show because they are. They, they're now the show. Which is essentially, we don't just set the bar. <laughs> we, we are, are the bar. bar. Well, they've lost that catchphrase on Raw, so <laughs> well, they might be getting it back. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, so yeah, I was really impressed with this. Uh, the finisher, I like. Um, <laughs> Corey Graves saying ninety nine percent of the time, either one of those moves will put you down. Yeah. How many times have people kicked out of the fucking zigzag? Yeah, I know. Anyone? When was the last time someone got pinned by the zigzag? That's a good point. This yeah. week. Well, that one, no, it was a Claymore and a Zigzag. What are they, are they going to call it? Like the Claysack? <laughs> the Claysack? The Zigbor. Zigbor. Um, no, I don't I don't think they will. And there was also that um, kick in the head Alabama slam combo. Yeah, that was Which was cool. a bit basic, but pretty cool. It makes sense. Like, if, you've got, if you're hanging the yeah. Polo up by his legs, just and you've got nowhere to go, just kick him in the face. <laughs> Could have kicked him a bit harder. Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> probably could have put his arms up. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's not be too picky. No, let's not. Um, well done to Apollo Cruz for getting his name back, though. Even if it might have been last week or the week before, that's the first I've noticed. Do it. So he fought a good fight, got his name look. back. You fight for your dreams. Your dreams will fight, fight for you. Fight for you your fight name. for your name. <laughs> Maybe Cody Rose could do the same. Maybe one day. Potentially. You mean Cody, right? I mean Cody. Yeah, not Cody Rhodes. Sorry. Um, right. The uh, second singles match of the night was Chad Gable versus Jinder Mahal, which was set up in Kurt Angle's office. Didn't like that whole bit. Seemed very scripted and contrived. Why, when people walk into a room... Do they always walk into different sides? Well, that, that, 
but why do they stop? Yeah. And like, I could, oh, it's like, oh, hey, and it's like, I could, he has to stop, and look, let, in, let look the into crowd, the distance, let the crowd, let the crowd have a reaction, arrived. and then talk to Kurt. If, if I walked up to you, and then you were, oh, hi, Ali, and I was just like, hi, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, what the fuck was he doing? He made a fucking mini-me joke. Yeah, a little bit insensitive. A bit soon. Too soon. Doesn't I mean, bother me. <laughs> doesn't bother me, but come on. Oh, mini- he literally and then said, laughing mini- about it. Mini me past, mini me past this week. week. Yeah, and then laughed. Just, yeah, like Jesus, man. That's First the whole mean- racism with Nakamura. <laughs> now this. And then secondly, the just... out of control. Generally just stinking the place out. Yeah. Um, he's able to face now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> did you did you catch the botch that Kurt Angle made? No. I can't quite remember it word for word, but Chad Gable was like, I'm here, I'm not here to um to like fail or just like fit in or whatever. Yeah, and then Kurt Angle was and, and Kurt Angle was like, Well yeah, yeah, I fully expect you to <laughs> <laughs> Um But then he did go on to say that he's not gonna team in with Jason Jordan should Jason Jordan ever recover from his injuries. And not that we get any update on Jason Jordan, by the way. Yeah. They will. Well, he did get a slight update on here. He was like, how's Jason? <laughs> He's doing all right. I mean, like, probably just text him. Yeah. Probably still has his Last own. time you saw Jason Jordan, you mate, you punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit of bad, bad blood. Yeah. Um, I really like Chad Gable. So do I. I think he's got everything that you need. Did you ever watch the Breaking Ground episodes from, like, three years ago? I've seen a couple. Because that, that was... They were detailing how Jason Jordan had been stuck in NXT, not doing anything for years. Yeah, and Gable had kind of come in, and um, it was it was the pairing of them together, and having Gable's kind of um, personality, infectious, annoying personality. Yeah, um, that Jordan eventually had to kind of get over and start liking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gable, I, I like Gable, and his in his in ring work is. Tremendous. Boy, yeah, he's solid. He's properly a solid. Freaky in athlete. He's fluid, isn't he? Yeah. Smooth. Yeah, he's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was good stuff against Jinder Mahal because he he beat him. Uh, another roll up pin, kinda. It was one of those. I really off didn't the... expect this. No, I didn't either. I thought Chad Gable was going to definitely going to be fodder. The of the the Raw and Smackdowns this week was that it felt like they were making a conscious effort to kind of put attention on people. That they hadn't been doing previously. Yeah, I don't think that'll last particularly long. No, like Miz Taraj. But like having having Miz Taraj frequently throughout the show without yeah. Miz, having Ascension on TV. Yeah, Gable winning this. Yeah, Shelton winning on SmackDown. Yeah, it was a decent showing. Yeah, it was, uh, and and ten women in the main event as well. Yeah. Um, I I, t- I did a quick tweet about Chad Gable, just saying how like. It's weird because with his natural personality, he fits a heel. Yeah. His, his arrogance and all that stuff. But the way he wrestles. Yeah, the way he works is very like much. Fighting from underneath, especially when he was in the tag team. Yeah. Like taking all the heat, as they say, and then getting the hot tag to JJ. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Good, good old, good chat, Gable. I do like him. Yes. Well done, Chad. Should have been Kurt's son. 
<laughs> maybe he still will be. Maybe he's he's, maybe the uh, paternity test envelopes got mixed up. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, but he is Daniel Bryan's son, so that's true. Um, he's not. Kevin is five years older than me. The Ke- <laughs> I was a very fertile child. <laughs> the Kevin and Sammy Show, a new talk show for WWE. Another one. Much like you, I believe, I sort of went, oh, God's sake, isn't there anything better for them to be doing when it was announced? And then I was when it- annoyed at that. It was just like, why Why are people obsessed with having a talk show? Why does show? there have to be a talk show? <laughs> yeah. Um, but as soon as it started, I was sold. Yeah. I was like, these two are brilliant at this. Like they, they're just really natural. They're just like going out there, them two, just having a laugh. Like they're, but following a really good script to the word, not making any mistakes. Yeah, most of their conversations and sentences don't sound scripted. Like this is the message I have to get across yeah. to you now. Obviously, they still they have the occasional have the thing occasional. where it's like. Um, I think one one which caught my eye was like, uh, oh, and then this this Friday at the Greatest Royal Rumble exclusively yeah. on the WWE Network is like, I, feel, I, but I, part... I do wonder if because it's been going on so long whether WWE know um, how ridiculous some of their sentences yeah, sound. Yeah, but um, part of me feels like when Sami Zayn says stuff like that, it's it's meant some to it's meant to be yeah tongue in cheek. The way that like. Uh, I mean, like went back in the authority days, how they always used to mention in the network is nine nine nine, and yeah, I mean maybe something that was, but this but this uh, this whole segment was really well delivered. Even Kurt Angle um, did play Kurt his part. Pretty relaxed. Yeah, he seemed more relaxed, less scripted, and just didn't make any massive cock ups like he usually does. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but he's yeah, they were a lot really better when he's out there with people when he's on his, yeah. as opposed to when he's on his own. But they were really entertaining. Um, I loved the bit about Jason Jordan. How many kids you got? It's five. No, I think it's six. Looks like you <laughs> forgot Jason Jordan. No, that's not a big deal. For years ago, I forgot about him too. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what I really liked was actually the the fact that Kurt Angle brought up that firstly Daniel Bryan is going to be in the Raw Rumble and, and so is Chris, Chris Jericho. and Because and, you kind of forget about all that. Yeah. And everyone that they've endeared themselves it, to that didn't really well, make sense yeah, yeah. Um, or anyone you've ever endeared I think yeah which does, yeah that's not um, that's not how it goes <laughs> but the, yeah the, the, one of the things i like about kevin and, and sammy is just the the way they play off each other and how yeah, sammy's like the annoying little kid and kevin's kevin, like the kevin's pissed kind of, off bully yeah he but he, he he kind of is the voice of reason and stops or tries to prevent sammy from kind of bouncing off the wall <laughs> yeah. when he goes a bit when he goes a bit Zany, as Michael Cole describes him. Zany. Corey goes like, really? Could bring anything more original than just using his surname. So I said Kevin Owens is Owensy. Can't believe Ali's gone bunkery today. But that this so this segment led to a match. Surprise, surprise! Another tag team match between Kevin and Sammy and Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, which pretty well it was a pretty dominant display from the big tag team of uh Strowman and lashley um i mean kevin and sammy played their part but they essentially got squashed i think it's fine um as as a heels they're in that kind of position where they can i think um but does it does there come a time where they, they need to start 
winning. There needs to be some clear direction for these two because at the minute yeah, there, is, there I, isn't. I think they will. It's just like with the whole shake-up period, mm. you're not going to get a proper solid storyline until after Backlash, really. Yeah, everything just so, seems on hold, doesn't it? So, yeah, I'd imagine from Backlash onwards, they'll be given some big stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with them kind of in the position that they were getting put in on this this week's Raw. Yeah. Um I mean, they got I, their own talk show, so that's good. I, I hope we get to see an Owens and Jericho, or even a Zayn and Jericho face off during the Rumble match. It'd be a shame if, say, like Owens gets eliminated before Jericho even gets in or something. I think what would be really good is if. Um, imagine if they both start it. Okay, yeah, that would be good. But uh, um, imagine if um, during the Royal Rumble, Owens is in the ring. Jericho comes down. Owens obviously is shocked, and well, not shocked because it's not a surprise, but like he's like, "Oh God, now Jericho's here!" And then they beat the crap out of each other, and then Sami Zayn's the next one out, and he helps Kevin Owens eliminate Chris Jericho. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it could kind of start off the way that when when Sami was in the Royal Rumble two years ago, and Kevin mm. was in there. Yeah, and then they and Sami just comes straight down, and they go and both punch the both shit out of and, then, and then Kevin, and then he eliminates Kevin. So. Yeah, I could, I could see it going with something like that. Either that or if they both started, that'd be pretty cool. Either that or Jericho eliminates both of them and they um, have no momentum anymore. No momentum. No momentum. Um, oh, Shane will eliminate him. Shane won't even be in it. He'll just, just be at ringside for no apparent reason Shane, and then throw him over the top. Shane, uh, neither Shane nor Paige were on SmackDown this week, were they? No, of Just their figures. offices. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, back to Raw. So, yeah. Born and Lashley, quick word on Bobby Lashley. Just don't like the guy. No. I don't know what it is that I have against he him. He doesn't seem natural in the ring. I mean, he seems better than he used to be. Yeah, Which definitely. wouldn't be a surprise, considering he's been doing it for the last 10 years or whatever. But just something about him I just don't like. Is it because he just looks so much better than you? It's a bit harsh. I, I mean, at least my eyebrows are real. <laughs> You see, he could have it. Why does he wear a, a sweatband on his bald head? He hasn't got any hair to keep out of his eyes. Well, I suppose it's the sweat. That's what sweatbands are for, isn't it? Yeah, but why'd you... Keep sweat out of your eyes. Not really. Who wears it to wear... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why he needs one, because his oh, eyebrows yes. aren't doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We've uncovered the mystery. Um, yeah. No, I... I've never his biggest fan. I'm willing to give him a go. But it just seems a bit I, I, like if, early if 2000s. Gonna, big they're going to push WWE him guy. to the moon. Yeah. Not, not keen. No thanks. But if they're going to push anyone to the moon, they need look no further than the, the guy he teamed with. Because this guy is probably getting the largest crowd reactions I've heard in a long time. I can't wait. In a match. I can't <laughs> wait till we go to Raw two and a half weeks. I know. Just so I can go, Raw when he puts his hand <laughs> Or brilliant. get these hands. These hands. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if I tweeted it a couple of weeks ago, but like, there's nothing that this guy hasn't gotten over. Yeah, I know so everything he does. Phrases, he's got signature moves. Just all the programs he's been in. Massive instruments. Every <laughs> like. <laughs> Everything he's done, and just like his actual in-ring work is fantastic as well. Yeah. And having him just completely kill Kevin Owens three times. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I think 
<laughs> Kevin and Kevin, Kevin getting squashed by well, not squashed, but getting just getting bowled over. over by Braun Strowman is um, a pretty funny gift to go watch. But having back. like Kevin sell his art, like yeah. throwing himself into the barrier, and... yeah, brilliant. Um, I didn't like this. Is a very small random point. Sammy tried to escape up the ramp, and Bobby Lashley. Um, chased him and caught him. Michael Cole was just like, Bobby Lashley just outran Sami Zayn. I was like, well, yes. Look at Bobby Lashley and look at Sami Zayn. <laughs> Sami Zayn's an average guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have outrun him. Why were you so surprised by this, Michael Cole? Did you see um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? There, there was a little video they put up on like Twitter and stuff um, in the medical room after Raw this week. No. I've um, seen this. It was quite. It was quite good. Um, Mike Rome goes in and tries to talk to Sammy, saying, "Can we get your reaction to the match?" Um, and he's like, 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 he's there, like head in his hands. He's like, "I can't, I can't talk. I feel so bad." Um, Kevin Owens is on the other side of the room. And he's like, "Really? Like, just fuck off, get out of it." <laughs> it's not PG. Um, and then the camera goes to the to the kind of doorway, and Kevin, Kevin's kind of like. Sammy, are you okay? He's like, oh, God, oh, I feel so sick. And he's like, are you going to make it to Saudi Arabia? Like, I, I need you for this match. He's like, I'm going to throw up. And he's like, Sammy, I need you. And then it cuts out. He's really kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, why does he need him that much? Because of Jericho, I, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, go back that bit that we just spoke about for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just very much just like Sammy. I need you. It was like, oh, <laughs> um, what something that wasn't very oh was the uh, no way Jose versus Baron Corbin story that we got on Raw this week. Meant to be a match, didn't happen. Skip through this. <laughs> just oh, no way Jose, man. I just I don't want to see this character on TV in 2018. I don't care. It's meant to be fun. It's not fun. It's torture. It's. I get, I get it. And you're right, he can't dance. Yeah. I get it's probably. And nor kids. could his bloody conga line. Did you see one it's of the guys at the back was just walking? <laughs> it's not what a conga line is. Um, yeah, you have to like, grab onto the person in front of you and kick your legs out to the side going, hey! It's a, a thing for the kids, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> but. Um, I just. I'm not interested in seeing Michael Cole pretend to be excited by this. <laughs> it's just too Adam Rose. And I think even this week, he's been on what two weeks, and, and I'm already bored of it. Like even Michael Cole was a bit like, "Oh, yeah. there's, there's a guy in a green shirt. Yeah. Look at this guy. Oh, this is great." Yeah, <laughs> just it's too it's Adam Rose's gimmick there's with no, a little bit of dancing. Yeah, there's there's no need for them for him to have a posse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just like, just have, like in the next tee, he'd come out and dance on his own. Fine, yeah. he would maybe get. Someone from the crowd, but yeah. I, I don't need 30, 30 people ringside no. pretending to enjoy. And they're clearly locals. And... Well, they're all clearly local wrestlers and things like that because they're all fucking built. Some of them weren't. Well, yeah, but some they're of... big. I don't even think they were. I think some were just like literally your average Joes. There was like this guy in a crop top who was like bulging arms and a six pack and stuff. It reminds me of when Braun yeah, was a rosebud. <laughs> Isn't it crazy when you watch the rose when you see the rosebuds back and see how it's like Braun Strowman, Becky Lynch, yeah. Elias. I've not seen Becky Lynch as one. Well. She was one of like she was always in the original. Alexa Bliss was always in it. Was she? Yeah, and you just think like 
What the fuck? These yeah. people are like main eventers. Well, yeah, now. I'm pretty sure in five years' time we'll look back and go, huh? Remember that, that time Lumin- that, that Lumin- luminous T-shirt guy? Do you remember that time when the WWE champion came out as one of oh, No Way Jose's conga line dancers? <laughs> nope, no way. <laughs> but Baron Corbin come out and um, you know just, just just not interested. Sorry, Baron. I quite like Baron Corbin, but just no. Yeah, he, he's better on promos than you would kind of expect. But I it's think. not really the kind of persona you want him to be betraying. He's a massive guy. Yeah, him, him he being, can legitimately kick the shit out of you. He's and a he's like former a Golden horse. Gloves boxer. Yeah, just being and a bit of a him being chump. like, oh no, this is a trap. Like yeah. I'm not going out there. Like yeah, that, he's not that kind of heel. Yeah, exactly. But then he but then, kind of redeemed yeah. himself a little bit. Saw it, so saw it coming. So predictable. We'll just we'll move on. My notes on this. Get in the bin. Yep. Um, Mr. Raj versus Finn and Seth. So this came about after Mr. Raj had been backstage trying to get recruit Seth and Finn. I liked both of those segments. I thought that was good. Apart mm-hmm. from Finn's incessant smiling. Um, so a tag team match was set up. Was it just me who wants to know more about what Bo Dallas meant when he was like, you think what I'm thinking? And Curtis Axel was like, no, I have literally no idea what you're thinking. Well, I assumed it was, let's go challenge him to a match. Uh, okay. That's what I got from it. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything That's more. disappointing. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Sorry. Um, but I like that whole, that whole part. The match was all right. Another another tag team match on Raw. Um, but yeah, it was it was all right. Finish I wasn't quite sure how, uh, why um, when Bo Dallas said to Seth, oh, we could be the new Shield. Yeah. The crowd were like, oh, <laughs> dude, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it was as if that's the kind of like thing which flips a switch in Seth's head and makes him go nuts but, <laughs> but I don't know why the crowd reacted so like holy shit he said the shield <laughs> they mentioned the shield no um, quick note on shield Dean Ambrose still nowhere near a return apparently yeah have you, have you just heard what Seth said about him no he's, someone asked Seth about a week or I think it was around many a time mm. um, update on Dean and he said yeah, he's just he's had, he had a pretty he's had a pretty big surgery I think he might have had two I'm not sure. Um, I said, yeah, he's just he's rehabbing at the moment and mm. should be back in the next few months. Yeah, so uh, people, a lot of people were sort of speculating that he'd be back around Mania. Some people I, even I thought he'd be on the Mania card, but um, I didn't think there was any way he'd be back by Mania time. No, it's a big, big injury. Um, but yeah, it's a kind of rare one as well. Yeah, it is a little bit. Are triceps injuries in no. wrestling? Which I mean, you would John you Cena would. did he have triceps injuries? Before? He always yeah, he had that bulge on his elbow, didn't he, when he wrestled Daniel Bryan? Did that he? was part of a triceps. Do you not remember that? Oh, is that why he was wearing an elbow? He was wearing an elbow pad. Did you not uh, see his elbow? No. It was the size of like a tennis ball. Oh, jeez. Just no. a bulge, and then he had the surgery that was actually on. I think it was on Total Divas or Total Bellas. I don't remember. And they showed the surgery. Could be on Total Bellas. It's just new, isn't it? It was a couple of years ago. Total Bellas has been on for a couple of years. Total Bellas has had one season. Has it? I thought it's had two. No, Total Bellas had one season. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I think it's had two. Even so, that match was five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, whatever. All right, it was on Total Divas. When Nicky, took him, Nicky went for him to the hospital and they showed the surgery and they just like cut this massive ball-like thing off his elbow and it's squared all over the place. It was fun. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't remember that at all. Um... Let's see if I can Google it. Now, but... but anyway, um, that's not tricep, is it? That's not. But it was at the tricep. Apparently, it was at the bottom of the triceps injury, which led to the bulge in the elbow. Oh, jeez! You seen it? Yeah. Well, I've seen 
what it looked like on his. He arm. showed it on Drew on Raw. Yeah, he's got yeah, before. he's got there's pictures of him doing a promo. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad, Gross. right? And he wrestled a match with that. And it was a hell of a match as well. I bet that hurt when taking back bumps with your arms spread out wide. Yes. Um so How weird. Finn and Seth beat the Mistrage, not much of a surprise. I don't do you know what I don't like this Finn and Seth team. They are a bit buddy buddy, aren't they? Yeah. Seeing as Finn came out like I'm your first challenger. Yeah. And then that's just been swept up. We think them. about it. Finn versus Seth for the first ever universal title match. Seth crippled Seth him. cripples Finn. Um they fought over the IC title. They're both Seth has to stoop of... to bringing out his band finisher to beat Finn. Yeah, they're both in this sort of um higher upper mid upper mid, like upper upper mid card yeah. fighting for like to get to the main event why are you so pally pally with each other you yeah. should be at each other like fucking cats and dogs but then again I suppose it's what we did what we mentioned before Mania wasn't it is that outside of a few for the title what were that what are they feuding for just who's the better man whenever <laughs> I've mentioned those kind of things friendly rivalry but um, it doesn't have to be a friendly <laughs> But you know, like like the sort of match that AJ and Finn had. Yeah, well, well, I just, know that came out as a matter of circumstance rather than any sort of planning, maybe just but... like in one of these matches, there's a little bit of miscommunication, something. Yeah, I know. They was, have, we saw them have a great match on Raw a few weeks back. Imagine what they could do with twenty minutes. Then just them two on a pay per view. Yeah, which I would imagine is potentially. I I hope the this route. I hope this is the IC title feud coming out of the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I mean, it kind of has to be because Finn has come out and said, "I'm your first challenger." So, I, I up until recently, I kind of thought that match was already made for Backlash, and mm. I guess the whole Royal Rumble thing kind of scuppers that. But yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, and then it was main event time. So ten women tagged. So the the explanation for this was that um, Kurt wanted to showcase the women in the same way he'd showcased the men the, the week before. before. Uh, so he put a 10 women tag team match quick question if you're going to do a 10 women tag team match to try and showcase your biggest 10 talents on the roster why don't you put Ronda Rousey in the match no idea <laughs> she's your biggest star by far just have like Naya on commentary or something instead yeah, like, she's the, the champion. champion in there yeah I suppose like and partly Alexa was going yeah I suppose so I, I think like Part part of the reason was it was it was the whole riot squad thing how yeah. they've come in and supposedly fucked up Raw and <laughs> do you know what I didn't mind their promo this week and Sarah Logan she made complete sense for once yeah it's I just I had to focus more during a promo than I would have liked because <laughs> literally when it went, thing, when it went from thing. Ruby to uh, Liv. Yeah. And then the microphone was going towards. It's like, oh, I was like, oh no, <laughs> she's going to talk about gay meat again. <laughs> uh, in your hippie state, you can't. <laughs> Have you ever had gay meat? <laughs> oh dear, Darren uh, Young has. Oh, <laughs> no days off from gay meat. No gays off. <laughs> Um, anyway, once you mentioned gay meat, this is where Baron Corbin should burst in. <laughs> <Yes>. No, <laughs> end of gay meat. <laughs> I can't believe reviving Gar- um, Gareth's <laughs> Gareth Gates. Baron, Baron Corbin's 
gay hating gimmick. I'm not letting this slide. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> oh. A feature request, you might say. <laughs> Do you know what the, the, the disturbing thing is? That that would be considered probably more of a plausible, one of their most plausible gimmicks for, for a wrestler. Mm. Maybe not in this day and age, though. Just give them a placard and let them get on with it. Yes. Um, ten not a lot happened. Tag. Ten women tag. Did you notice? Now, Matt isn't here this week, and last week he adopted a new gossip column. Um, uh, are you going to mention what I, what I think you're going to mention? I, I don't. I literally have no idea what you're thinking. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I think I probably am. Okay. Um, Alex Bliss mm-hmm. um, posted a rather nice photo online um, with what seems to be considerably larger bosoms. <laughs> well, but I, I mean, I kind of thought they were just pressed up. Yeah, I've always thought that. I don't want this to end up sounding really crude, but like she's the kind of girl who has bigger boobs than she lets on. Yeah. Um, Like she kind of generally keeps them quite covered. Mm. Because when she has. Sounds such crude. (laughs) When she has put cleavage on display in the past. Yeah. You think, oh, it's actually quite surprising. Um, So my first thought when I saw these pictures wasn't like, oh, she's had surgery or anything. And they look relatively natural. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then all of a sudden I started seeing these videos like, oh, she hasn't been competing in the last couple of weeks yeah. because of this. And then I thought like, would she be compared to, cleared to compete that quickly? Because no. I know that, I know Billy Kay did recently. And yeah. people were saying that Peyton Royce did at the same time that had breast augmentation surgery. Um, and they were out for a good few months. They weren't on TV for about two, three months. Yeah. So... I don't know whether, whether she has or like whether maybe for her it would be more of a minor procedure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so the rumor is that she's had breast augmentation uh, surgery, and if you look, if you go back and watch Raw, a she was wearing a t-shirt, but, but, but she does quite she common. does wear that quite a lot. And B she didn't, she was never tagged in. No, and when when Nia, Nia jumped, did that, she was very much on the outskirts, very much on the outskirts, and still fell over. Um, Although, which constitutes a bump, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we should mention, um, give a little shout out to the moment of bliss. Oh yeah, I did forget about this. I didn't make a note of that, and I should have done because she was brilliant. I thought this was really good. Yeah, I would like. She's to so s- good. I would like to see that become a regular feature. Yeah, not every week, but just every now and then. Yeah, just great hill heat. But she acted really well. Yeah, no, she was like generally going to cry about yeah. the situation of Nia stealing food from an old homeless lady. And you could you could hear the uh, sort of audible like oh, from people in the audience after she was like, and Nia snatched her food away and she was just shoveling it down her throat. And I'm like, I oh. did nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I have to live with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I thought it was, it was all, all good stuff. Yeah, it was. One, <laughs> one of the reasons why I think they rate her so highly because she can just deliver a hell of a promo. And she, like, it's not like she's bad in the ring either. She's probably, like, one of the most complete female. I think she is the the most complete female. Charlotte Flair, maybe. Charlotte, yeah. Although Charlotte isn't as good on the mic as Alexa. No, Charlotte's very shouty. Yes, very shouty. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> what Charlotte. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's how Paige sounds. Uh, it's not, but I <laughs> <laughs> uh, bloody love that impression. 
It's almost as good as Billy Kay, well, Peyton Royce's impressions. <laughs> and uh, a Becky Lynch impression yeah. this week. Of, what a box of lucky charms. <laughs> Uh, except an Australian doing an Irish accent in front of an American crowd probably just doesn't work. It falls a little bit flat. But I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, the 10 women tag. So the main story, obviously, coming out of this one is Rhonda's um, involvement. She comes to the aid of Natalia, who, firstly, I thought Sarah Logan legitimately injured her, but then it was quickly apparent that it was in story. Um, Natalia, like, crying. Yeah. Pretty much in tears. Yeah. Fair play. Which what led me to believe maybe she was actually hurt, but, mm. you know, just good acting. Maybe Although all that you... criticism from Lana on Total Divas is uh, a... <laughs> pays the dividends. You know she wasn't legitimately injured. Because Mika James kicked her out of the ring. Because WWE medical team did fuck all. Oh, that's true. They just sort of, like... You're right. Yeah, yeah you're okay. Let's sit here with you for the next ten minutes. Do you want to just Don't get worry water? about it. <laughs> and then Ronda Rousey comes out and just picks her up and takes her out. Like this woman could have a torn ACL for yeah. all you know. Get yeah. her some help. She could have a broken tibia. Damn near broke man no. <laughs> um So Mickey James was the um I guess scapegoat you'd call it this week. The I, sacrificial I, I, lamb. Yeah, I'd call it trusted veteran yeah yeah solid worker um good hand <laughs> not anymore <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so from the pretty much broke her up but i mean she didn't she i love the armbar looks amazing the judo takedown looked that even was cool. better that was badass but i think like the the ronda's switch yeah of caring for her friend getting kicked and going right I'm going to kick some ass yeah kicking some ass and then immediately get it out going and go, back, right, going, you're fine okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, that was kind of funny to watch but. it is funny but it's just she's so over with the crowd and we went I think we said it last week and the week before that the Wrestlemania match has really really helped her yeah um, she, she was there was a, f- a fair amount of booze and discontent from people and audiences when she'd come out yeah None of that. None thing. of that now. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, she's legit. Like she, she can do this. Yeah, and she can. <laughs> she so can do. This. Are we thinking Mickey James is her first singles feud? Because yeah, I think you need that, don't you? Yeah, I, I kind of said last week how it would be Natalia, be Natalia, Natalia yeah. return, but I guess maybe Natalia can be the kind of in the coaching role to uh, to coach her in this match against Mickey. Yeah. Um, and then the turn would come. Yeah, and then maybe she'd, she'd be like, Towards you're nothing about me or something. Yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe SummerSlam. Natty versus Ronda. Who knows? It's not yeah. really a big money match. Not, but, but um, I can't see how they bring in... anything Ronda is. I can't see how to bring Ronda and Charlotte together, that's all. So No. So, yeah. um, and that pretty much concludes Raw. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Mm, no. I can't think that... Other than just a million... Greatest Royal Rumble adverts. I can't think there's too much more. Is that this Friday? Apparently so. Apparently Where it's from it the from? Um, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in the beautiful city of Jeddah. The King Abdullah Sports Stadium or whatever it's called. Very random. Very random matches. Lot of random John matches. John Cena, Triple H. Rusev Taker. WTF. <laughs> Rusev Undertaker in a casket match. <laughs> what Rusev done to deserve that? Bury me softly, brother. <laughs> um... Yeah, just a bit 
I'm intrigued. Um, I'm definitely I would imagine it. it's going to look cool as fuck. It's a big ass stadium. And they've got a special stage for it, I think, haven't they? I've I don't seen... think it's the generic WWE. No, set. I've I've seen a little picture of the kind of ring area being set up. Yeah. Now I've seen a ramp, but I couldn't. There wasn't any useful angles of the stage. It's just going to be a bit weird to watch. Yeah, it will be. I can't imagine... The crowd will be a bit weird. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine the atmosphere. It's going to be obviously a different atmosphere to yeah. what we're used to. Quiet, I would assume. Yeah. I don't know why I'm assuming that, but... And to be fair, it might work um, down... Because it's supposedly a five-hour show. It's got an hour pre-show and then God. a five-hour mate. It's supposed to finish at like 10 o'clock here. Yeah. I have to take up all of my evening, <laughs> which is better than taking up all of my sleeping time. That's, yeah, it is actually better. Um... Spare a thought for the poor Americans who have to watch it in, during their work time. Why well, have to watch it during my work time? What first hour? What time's it on? Starts at five. Oh, okay. Kickoffs at four. I finish early on Fridays, you see, so I'll be fine. Yeah, but I, well, I was gonna um, just not watch it until I get home about six, mm. and then kind of fast forward just through any adverts and, and stuff. stuff yeah. But it depends if I want a live tweet or not. You could do a live tweeting, actually. I could, but I think you're quite good at it. Well, I can just take over after the first hour, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I don't have as many questions as you do. <laughs> just, got, just got a comment on it. I guess so. I'll, I'll do it then. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Break your... your, your... I, I, actually, at this stage, I cannot commit to me watching it live. Just the first hour. Because um, I might be going to a body pump class on Friday. <laughs> yeah, you do need it. If you ever want to look like Bobby Lashley. I don't want to look like Bobby Lashley. His eyebrows are terrible. <laughs> what eyebrows? <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for that insult. That was great. You could say I was talking smack. That was a segue to Smackdown. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of talking smack. <laughs> uh, right, let's get into Smackdown. Let's uh, run right through it because we haven't got too much time left, have we? Not that we have time anymore on these things. No. But we've spent enough time talking about Raw. So let's move on to SmackDown Live. We have found out Louisville, Kentucky. So I think I was right. Um, what was the arena called? The KFC Yum Arena. What a name. What a name. Um, That's why I want the new Spurs ground to be called. <laughs> Do you? I, I, I don't. Could you imagine? Um, no. no. No, I couldn't. Fair enough. Um, That'd be in a stop on the, the underground. I think the Smoothie King Arena is a much more suitable name. Yeah, that's true. Or Camping World. Camping World so, Stadium, yeah. Um, the Quick and Loans Arena, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, they have some proper weird shit. <laughs> um, right. Ms. TV starts off Smackdown Live for the first time probably in about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, big reception for the Miz. Good welcome home, I guess you would call it almost. I picture Miz more on Smackdown than Raw. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because I watched Smackdown with my headphones on this week. I don't know if it was just because of that. Or was he getting really loud, recept like boo reception this week? So I was in the headphones as well. I Very felt like, like prolonged booing. I felt like he got an amazing cheer when his music started. 
Yeah, yeah. And then, but while he's really, in the ring. yeah, in the ring, just like constant booing. Yeah, constant. <laughs> he's good. Um, but I think that's part. Of I love how my how, hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. How over just that yeah. putting his hand up has become. But he didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> yeah. then, he and did. then, then he goes, "Do you know what this means?" <laughs> well, then do it. Yeah, I suggest you do it. <laughs> um, yeah, just great. He good promo. Um, as always, not really a surprise. Uh, and then again, ended up acting like babyface. Swerve, wasn't it? It was a swerve on the whole Daniel Bryan thing where everyone thought, right, Daniel Bryan's coming out, we're going to have an altercation, we're going to lead to a feud. No, not happening. But yet. even just like literally since the birth of his child, he's been one of the biggest babyfaces. The thing in the is, movie. you know, he's been not being sincere. Yeah. So that's, there is that, that underlying heel sort of attitude there, but him without actually like, saying anything heelish. Yeah, that, you know, you know what? Come punch me in the face. Yeah. Can't imagine Miz from a couple of years ago saying that. And he even tweeted a get well soon, Daniel. Um, message on Twitter after Daniel Bryan's attack. Oh, nice guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, we expected Daniel Bryan. Miz invited him to come punch him in the face if he wanted to. Um, but, no, we got, after a long delay, let's put it that way, um, we got Big Cass. That's how the music starts. Very bassy, that music. Yeah. Um, very loud. Um, so he, it seemed like he'd slightly forgotten to get dressed fully before he came out, so he spent a long time on the round trying to yeah, get his jacket on. I, I, I assume like, he kind of did the opposite, if you know, when Cesaro couldn't <laughs> yeah. get his jacket off. <laughs> um, yeah, I assume this was because he just got done... Up Beating up Daniel Bryan. See, I didn't make that connection. No, oh, did you not? No, it was obvious. <laughs> no, maybe it was. I just didn't. Didn't. I wasn't paying that much attention. Obviously. Yeah, I assume that's what it was. Um, putting his jacket on, putting his watch on. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually really enjoyed the promo that he. I was um, very surprised. That he gave. I thought it was a really solid because you know when he was with Enzo, he was very much a the catchphrase. Heavy. Uh, spewing just a robot but like he was very just and this is how I talk like slow hmm. and this was still like slow and methodical but it had meaning and it had like like proper feeling well it was it was something which we haven't seen yet because when he was with Enzo there was no there was no really need to know anything about him other than yeah. he's tall and can kick your ass yeah whereas now He's a heel. There's a bit of story behind. You need him. a reason to boo him. Yeah. So other than the fact that last week he kicked Daniel Bryan in the face, which is always going to get you booed. Yeah. Um, Boot to face. So yeah, it was. It's good to see that they put the effort in to tell a story as yeah. to what what got him. Even this if position. that story was a little bit weak. Yeah. Daniel oh, Bryan reminds me of me when I was 16. Does he? Did you have a massive beard? No. <laughs> And I, mean, and I highly honest, doubt at sixteen you probably weren't just like five. Feet. I was gonna say I highly doubt that sixteen years old big cast wasn't because six foot five at least. Yeah, who who's growing to <laughs> another foot and a half <laughs> from... between the ages of sixteen and say like like twenty or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> I've stopped growing when I was sixteen. <laughs> Height wise, anyway. Still um, growing to this day outwards. <laughs> Why is it, man? With this. <laughs> I said I was going to body pump. Jeez, I ran. I'll have you know that I ran for two hours on Sunday outside, fifteen kilometers. Should have done hit like I did this morning. 
Not some interval cardio. Was it work, mate? Some intensity. Yeah, what was before work? I can't go before work. My gym opens like six thirty or something. Get twenty four hour one. No you mate. Pay a lot of money for that gym. It's at the end of my road. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Anyway, speaking of gyms, Big Cash should join one. Um, <laughs> he should spend less time in the tanning shop and more time on the on the treadmill. Um, no, he's just got one of those bodies that just doesn't seem to be that shape to no, to be. Never will be. He's not fat in any way. He's just he's just big. Yeah. He is big Cass. I I wonder how him and Carmelo are getting on on the same brand. This. A continuation of... Well, we've got a raw gossip column and a Smackdown gossip column now. I suppose we can do. <laughs> Carmella was on Lillian Garcia's podcast mm. just before Mania. Um, uh, they listened back to Carmella's episode on it last year mm. and asked her to kind of react on it. And a lot of it was spent talking about her, her and Cass being together and kind of how she was saying, like... You know, like, it's difficult. We literally see each other for, like, a day, a month. But, you know, we make it work. We'll be fine. Mm. And then listen, like, have them listen back to it and be like, so a lot of stuff's happened in the last year. I suppose Carmela said, like, like, there's no, like, bad blood. There's not any bad feeling. <laughs> it was literally just a, this is probably what's best for both of us kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Lillian Garcia, towards the end, saying that um, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if when Cass comes back they put him on Smackdown um, and may, maybe just to, co- to cause some drama yeah. and Carmelo was like oh well maybe I suppose we'll have to see if that, if that does happen and maybe it's like a sign from the love gods or whatever <laughs> and maybe they maybe they can try and make it work that way mm. but I suppose it could be a bit short sighted in that and get back together and then Next year, one of them fucks off the raw. <laughs> yeah. But now, yeah. Carmelo's like, "Why am I living all alone in this big house that we just bought like yeah. six months before?" <laughs> but she got a brief. Well, she had a briefcase for company. Now she's got a title belt for company. So you know what, what she needs. She's, uh, she's winning. Um, and actually, these these two were probably part two of well, two of the three big parts of SmackDown this week. Um, so you know they're both doing something right. Since they've broken up, things have gone well for them. I think Enzo officially announced his uh, departure from WWE or something today. Like, it's the the first first kind of social media post he's made. A trainer like on some electrical wires or something. Saying it's been real. It's been emotional or something or real. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's the first public comment Eric Arndt has made since. uh, Leaving WWE. Oh, he's deleted all of his Instagram stuff. Yeah, and his his name now is just thank you. Yeah. Believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. So yeah, yeah. no Enzo Amore reference. No. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean he's done with WWE, right? They're done with him as well, I imagine. I guess so. Well, his, I mean, if you, if you, his profile picture is a cartoon still. of him with the cruiserweight championship. That's true. Laced lips dot shop. That sounds like drugs. <laughs> oh, it's a lips with stitches in them. That's apparel. Anyway, yeah, that's that's 
the old uh, big big Cass Enzo and Carmella trio covered. Who yeah. Would have, who would have thought that back in the NXT days that out of all of them, she would be the champion? That's a good point. And yeah. Enzo would be the one out of the job. I certainly wouldn't have thought that. I, I thought I would have thought Enzo would be the one forever in a job because of his mouth. Um, and I would and... have assumed they would have been tag team champions. Never were, even in NXT. <laughs> they know they never won them, did they? Which was a shame, big shame. Um, moving on then from this, so well, we we go backstage and Daniel Bryan's been beaten up. Now you say it, it seems like he might have been Cass. I, I believe, yeah. Wow, didn't know As that. With Kane, he's also seven foot. <laughs> well, we know Kane's got a penchant for just attacking Daniel Bryan out of nowhere. Um, usually the lights are turned off by him, so you know, and then the pictures fall off walls. Well, he was the one who tombstoned him on the steps to put him on the shelf the first time. That's true. Anyway, um, tag team partners. Speaking of tag team partners, Jimmy Uso versus Rowan. I'm not going to call him Eric Rowan this week, just Rowan. Um, this so this was sort of preceded by a little segment backstage with Naomi and both of the Usos. Um, the who? The Usos. <laughs> with a very smooth as hell handshake, which we should definitely try and perfect one day. Oh, I I um, sent sent it to Natasha, and I want that to be our thing now. Oh, okay, never mind then. I literally I've watched it about fifty times, even in <laughs> slow mo, just to figure out how it. Like it's very complex. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Tottenham like. Yeah, they fit in quite well. Yeah. I, I liked this segment. I just find Naomi... It was a bit weird that Naomi could just walk into the men's locker room. That's <laughs> true. But it is her husband. Um, I find I just find Naomi and Jimmy, Uso, John, I just find them really likeable. Yeah. Like, John is so, like, funny all the time. Like, if you were watched them on Total Divas, yeah. the way they were on screen on SmackDown just now is just how they it's were, just how how they they were in real life. Yeah, so it's like neither of them now have to have a persona. And it just feels a lot more natural. Yeah. And it feels and really just good to watch. And it, it this storyline makes sense. Obviously, yeah, it does. Obviously, your wife's going to be concerned about your well-being when you're up against these monsters. Like, yeah. I don't know why we don't see it more often. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, my main question out coming out of this match, well, we should say that um, Jimmy Uso actually picks up the win. He beats Rowan. And I think that's the first time the Bludgeon Brothers, in any shape or form, have lost since they debuted. Yeah. Um, which is big, really. Um, cool little moment and Uso's on the way down with that Make-A-Wish kid yeah that was quite cool pretty cool so their faces now (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) they kind of flitted a little bit in the before Wrestlemania yeah they were like full on faces and then they were just against the New Day where they were a bit kind of they were more disrespectful and then when the Bludgeon Brothers got involved it was like 90% face yeah now it's like obviously their faces 100% face when the Make-A-Wish they they even Walked a bit faster to the ring because yeah. bad guys walk slow. Yeah, because you know they they like to take. Unless you're Randy Orton, I don't know why they do that. Um, Randy Orton is a bad guy though, isn't he? Yeah, he's such he's a not heel. a good guy. Such a heel. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jimmy actually beats Rowan, but with a little bit of help, Naomi. My main question being, was Naomi trying to use her booty to distract Luke Harper? She was very much kind of like a mating call kind of. Was dance. it like a hypnosis thing? <laughs> Emphasis on the hip. Yes. Um, I initially, just for the very first few seconds, got really annoyed by this mm. because she had a full entrance and everything. Exactly. Her, her music and her music didn't stop. Her music hit. 
and she went like and then she came out and i was like no way are they giving naomi a fucking entrance just so she can come out and try and save jimmy and then after literally about three or four seconds it clicks that this is going to be a distraction yeah, technique yeah. But just for initially, I was like, oh, no, don't you fucking dare. What <laughs> <Not> really annoying. <laughs> That's taking it one step too far. Exactly. As I know your pet peeve is when music plays when people come to make saves. If they do their whole entrance and then do it, that's... Even yeah, I don't, I don't mind the whole, the whole music thing, like, on occasion. Yeah. But yeah, and in this occasion, I was like, don't, don't do it. Don't <laughs> don't have her come out dancing just then be like, no, don't hurt him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think she was using her ass and her brain. Quite smart. Well, yeah, I don't understand why um, it would have affected what Eric Rowan was doing. Yeah, um, I mean, just turn around, just yeah, let her dance. Yeah, just, just be like, and watch. You're dancing. I'm just going to carry on with the match. As soon as the lights come back up, I know what I'm doing. Like, it wasn't as if, like, she was coming down and was going to interrupt. Yeah, it's not like it was someone in the new day or something. Yeah, she's not. They, there was no need for them to be like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm so concerned. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just interesting. Uh, interesting point. She won't be allowed to, to help them on Friday. No, no. <laughs> she, she will not be there. Um, What's going on on Friday? I don't know if you've heard, but the um, the humongous, uh, the humongous, uh, what did Matt Hardy call it? Rumble. Rumble of royalty, the humongous <laughs> rumble of royalty, or gigantic rumble of royalty, something like that. Well, what, what did it uh, from the beautiful city of Jeddah? And we always used to call Andre the giant, gigantic wonder number eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love those Matt Hardyisms. Uh, what did they used to be called? What Matt Facts or? Oh yeah, when he was the Matt. When he was yeah, he was the yeah, it was Matt Facts. Yeah. Hardy has had some really solid, funny gimmicks in his in his career. <laughs> I remember I was creative. I think would be the word. Listen to a Bruce Pritchard episode about WrestleMania 19, and Conrad was talking about the whole Matt fact and the whole Mattitude thing mm. and the little sidebar they used to yeah, have. Yeah. And he's like, he said, "What did Vince make of this?" He said, "Vince was basically like, I don't get it, but if the younger <laughs> guys get it. Just let him get on with it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, get he was like, it. I don't get this whole internet what's thing. There, what's there not to get? I don't know. It was something. It was just like the whole internet thing. It was yeah. like, well, if, it, if it looks good and if the younger people like it, then just do it. I heard. I don't know how I got onto this, um, but I, for some reason on YouTube, I played Matt Hardy's old theme tune the other day, and it reminded me how much I liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I like never, that one. never knew the words properly. <laughs> I think it's, I could I surf I a, tornado. a tornado. I don't know. I can surf a tornado. I can. Climb, and climb up a sea, yeah. a seal. <laughs> when I live for the moment, yeah, I know that bit. There yeah. ain't no rain, no with me. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no rain, no. There ain't no rain, no. Um, moving anyway, on. moving on. Um, the iconics. We've we've spoken about them before uh, on the podcast this week. Um, with firstly with his amazing Becky Lynch impression from Peyton Royce um, but just they're so annoying but they're so good at it that you can't like stop they watching the mean girls yeah and then I think Corey even and just, played on that where he said you Byron you can't sit with them even just the the whole kind of like oh the camera loves you no the yeah. camera loves you no the camera loves you yeah. just. <laughs> just so annoying but just like they've got it down 
Did you hear when they, when they were looking at each other like, we look so good right <laughs> yeah. now? And the crowd was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are so hot. <laughs> look, there we are. <laughs> Actually, it's hot. Yeah, okay. It's not hot, that's American. Whatever's Trebs. Um, but, big shock. <laughs> Asuka loses on SmackDown, her first match on SmackDown. She loses the second streak, match in a row. Yeah, she can't can't catch a break. Cannot catch Fuck a break. Fucking job these days. Reckon she's going to blame Becky Lynch? No. No, okay. No. <laughs> There's that then. She reckon they're just going to team against the Iconics for the next 10 weeks and um, just have a tag team match all the time. And then we'll have Becky versus Peyton and then we'll have Asuka versus Billy and then we'll have Asuka versus Peyton and then Becky versus Billy. Um, you're also forgetting... Um... Asuka and Becky and Charlotte versus... Oh, yeah, against Iconics and Carmella. Yes. Um, and then don't forget about how we would then probably have Becky and Asuka versus um, Absolution. Yeah. And then you'll probably have Becky and Asuka and Charlotte and insert other baby face versus yeah, I mean... the Iconics and Absolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An eight-woman tag. Yeah. Ugh. Just, just so much of the same. Yeah. Well, who else is in SmackDown's women's division other than Naomi and Tamina? <sighs> Lana. <laughs> Lana. I don't know if Lana even exists anymore. Lana is the bear. Or well, she apparently um, okayed one. the casket match. Yeah. So, you know. Good they reason. made reference to that, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. In their, oh, in their, yeah, 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 their yeah, release yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. that book. Um, the Book of Booty. With a quick, I think that's what it's called. quick interception from the bar. I like this segment. Yeah, it was quite cool. I just like I, I found Kofi really funny in it. Yeah, it's being like you touched him. Yeah, take oh, him with you. Don't put it back. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. Anyway, that's the iconics because oh, they uh, they beat Becky and Asuka, which is a big deal because Asuka loses. An, an all-star team, TV. Tom Phillips called them. Yeah, well, Becky, Becky just doesn't win matches but um <laughs> Asuka does so i was a bit surprised um but you know i like the iconics Asuka i think they get pinned that's true but um, we've established that tag team matches count right in her street because they were all on, all on about it during the mixed match yeah, challenge. yeah they will count but the saving grace for well, no, she doesn't have she a streak anymore, so you know um she is now on the same level as kurt hawkins who's she's on a losing streak yeah, do you know what I, I, I find interesting is, um, I think I've sent you this account before, it's an account that does the league tables standings, yeah. for Raw and SmackDown over the year. Um, it's interesting just to see who goes where. Yeah, Finn and Seth tend to be right near the top most Finn, of the time. Yeah, Seth. Roman's Sasha usually Banks. around third or fourth. Yeah, Sasha's always near yeah. the top. Um, Although, I can't remember the last match she won either. I'm going to see if I can, I have no idea what it's called, but I'm going to see if I can find that page. Um... I think it's just called WWE Standings or something, or League Table. No, that's not it. We'll, we'll carry on with the podcast. Okay, glad I have your permission. Um, Shelton Benjamin versus Randy Orton. Slash, Jeff Hardy was there also. That's what I've got in my notes. Like, what, 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 just what? Why does this keep happening? What, the Randy Orton thing? Yeah, well, last week, obviously, Randy Orton came out and then Jeff came out and took his place and Randy Orton was just like, all right, whatever. And then this week, Jeff Hardy came out because it was billed as a rematch from last week and then Randy Orton was like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to take your place. And Jeff was like, yeah, okay. I think, to be fair, Jeff was... Randy! <laughs> Jeff was nursing a bit of an injury. He does, does, is he legit injured, do you think? 
No. I think, legit injured? I think um, he obviously wouldn't be legit injured. They wouldn't have um, oh, yeah. attacked his actual injury. That's true. Um, yeah, I think it was because they knew they were going to do this. They played on... Like, I don't remember Shelton particularly going after his knee last week. I mean, not Shelton. Yeah, it was Shelton. I don't particularly remember that, but... I think he did, like, always bring a wind and landed on his knee or something, landed on his leg and, like, tweaked his knee a little bit. Um, oh, I do remember. I remember him hitting it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I would imagine they were just using that as a record, as a as a excuse to get Orton into this match. I guess so. Uh, I didn't like, I didn't hate the ending, sorry. I thought it was all right um, with Sunil Singh coming out with a mask. It's so obvious. It Everybody did. Why did he get how, in the ring? How for shit were the security? Yeah, that's true. They just go. <laughs> they do what? They just went. <laughs> and, and then, then um, because... like they didn't, they didn't run in the ring after him to like if he was a legit fan. Well, Randy Orton took care of that, um, but mainly because the Sings are like a magnet to RKO's. Um, <laughs> that he got an RKO. <laughs> Asuka is currently ranked forty-first out of the forty-seven competitors on SmackDown in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> one match. Um, Along with, she has the same record as Tamina, Sin Cara, Carl Anderson. When did Luke Tamina Gallows. wrestle in 2018? No idea. Probably in a multi woman tag match. Yeah. Um, Zack Ryder. Well, this was the 1 nils. Then oh, you've right. got Zack Ryder, Connor, and Victor on 2 nils. And Ty Dillinger, very bottom. Ty Dillinger is at the very bottom. Nil for free. He's only wrestled three matches in. Four months. Daniel Bryan's lost both of his SmackDown matches. Wait, oh no, he's drawn both of his SmackDown matches. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that um, Harper and Rowan are so far up there. Yeah, AJ Styles first, Harper's second, Nakamura's third, Rowan fourth, Corbin fifth. Baron Corbin, and that's Rusev a surprise. Sixth. Becky Lynch. Rusev wins matches. I can't remember the last time Becky Lynch won. She's only wrestled seven matches in 2018, though. On SmackDown. Smackdown. That's less than Sami Zayn, who isn't even on SmackDown anymore. Um, Let's just have a quick look at the Raw standings. I think think they're the ones we mentioned. If you look at the top three. Asuka, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Bailey, and Matt Hardy. Top six. Carl Anderson in seventh. Wrestled nine matches, won six. Interesting. Same that, as Bray. That didn't happen. Sasha Banks is ninth. She's lost more than she's won. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. You should go follow them. Roman has also lost more than he's won. It's at WWE Records 2018. Yeah, it's quite a good... Two uh, points for a win, one point for a draw. It's a cool little league table. Yeah, I like it. Um, anyway, moving on. So, Sean Benjamin beats Randy Orton after the uh, distraction from Sunil Singh. Surprising. Good match. Another surprise result. It's cool, cool to see them two wrestle. Yeah. Coming up together I don't for AEW, which like, I'm glad they... And they referenced that a lot. they yeah. referenced... Um, Byron had completely irrelevant input about Shelton being impressed Shelton, by Shelton the athleticism. Shelton impressed by Randy Orton, the accuracy of Randy Orton's shot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck off, you just made that up. Yeah. Byron makes all of his yeah, quotes I, up, doesn't I, he? I spoke to him earlier yeah. and he said this, like, no, you didn't, no one no. has to speak to you. No. And then Supposedly they the inside. And they wouldn't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember Randy Orton. It was really impressive. You'd be like, no, I'm better than Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a good drop kick. <laughs> um, his power slam's better than his drop kick. Um, yeah, he's always had good drop kicks. Yeah, I know, but... Anyway. He does have a good power slam. Yeah, good to see Shelton win here. 
Yeah, it was. And you know, I'm assuming Discovery yeah. and going to Jeff versus yeah. Randy at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. I guess Jeff retains. But then Shelton's got to be up there in the picture. So, you know, don't know, that, don't know what's going on. Where's Gable? Gable could beat Jinder and Jinder could beat... Well, so you're going to use the Iconics maths. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Corey on that, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I, I started math. doing the work and that math checks out perfectly. <laughs> Did you also hear when um, Corey Graves said to Byron, you go Glen Coco? No. As as uh, Becky Lynch was coming out. Mm. Um, Byron said something like, these two are made for each other. And Corey was like, you go, Glen Coco. <laughs> straight off. It was pretty much straight after he said that you can't sit with it. But. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, speaking of other mean girls, Carmella, uh, she and Charlotte were having a contract signing, which always goes well. Um, but Carmella had a lengthy promo, which actually was pretty good because the crowd absolutely hated it. <laughs> And that's that was her main directive, right? Oh, you suck, Charles. Just a lot of heat. And I think just the whole... She just plays it really well. Very annoying. She is annoying. <laughs> and I know every time I listen to her talk now, I always think of what you said the other week about how she goes from, like, normal to, like, really yeah. deep all of a sudden. Because <laughs> I'm the women's chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like... Because of her New York accent. But sometimes, like... Some words sound different to how everyone else says them. Mm. So when she says something like, she says like, all. Yeah. I'm going to prove all of you wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, she played she played the video baggage twice. People fucking booed it and just a lot of heat. And then Charlotte comes out and to interrupt and that automatically makes people want to like have Charlotte kick her ass. So it's good for Charlotte. It's good for Carmella. Charlotte didn't have to say a word. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she did say woo. Just, just woo. I don't like her woos. Mm, it's better than Bobby Roode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo! woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but she, um, well, she's, I say slammed Carmella's head into the table. She kind of didn't. Uh, like but then she slammed the table onto Carmella's head. pulled her into the table, half pushed the table yeah. towards her. Yeah, um, it's a bit liked, sloppy. I like sassy Renee in this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Carmella, can you please be professional? <laughs> Carmella, <laughs> take a seat. Sasha, oh, sassy Renee, best kind of Renee. Mm. Lots of blonde hair in this uh, in the ring at this time. Just blonde hair flying everywhere. I like how you said that this time because that's what they always say. My guest at this time. <laughs> um, that just reminds me of Renee in the two K. Oh God, ladies and gentlemen. My guest at this time. <laughs> I think it was 2K16, might have been 2K15, where like, when they first did it, and it just looked like she was wearing braces all the time. Like they made her teeth. In teeth braces. Yeah, like terrible. And like people mm-hmm. were posting pictures to her on Facebook, like, what the hell have they done to you? <laughs> and then they did like an update and they changed it. <laughs> Didn't see. Didn't remember that. It was ridiculous. It looked terrible. Uh, how so you make Renee like look terrible? I don't want to get right because you don't have to do the whole kind of body dimensions yeah. and all that shit. Just get her head and shoulders right. Yeah, just the basics. Yeah. But I think they've done it. They've done uh, fixed it in recent versions. Anyway, to the main event. So AJ and Gallows and Anderson teamed for the first time since 2016, which doesn't sound as impressive um, <laughs> as no. for the first time since Japan or whatever. Um, 
to face Shinsuke Nakamura and what they're now terming as Rusev Day. I don't like the fact they call them Rusev Day. No, Rusev Day is a thing, not a team. They're Rusev and Aiden English. So I'm going to call them Rusev and Aiden English. Mum said to me, what is Rusev Day? <laughs> I said, it's just a celebration of Rusev. She was like, and, and he's Rusev. Like, yes. <laughs> Rusev Day is every day. Because every day is Rusev yeah, Day. Corey Graves comment about the Undertaker. Undertaker's never won never, a casket never match. Won, I was like, or Rusev Day. I was like, what are you going on casket? Oh, no, Rusev Day. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Um, fans were hyped to see the re- re- um, reunion of the club and AJ. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty sweet. sweet. <laughs> uh, good match. Actually, I thought this was a really good match for a six-man tag, which generally are pretty bad. Yeah, I think away. it was a good match. If you want a way to say to cement the fact that the club are now faces, yeah, but with never, AJ, they never had an official turn. No. They just turned up with Balor, and they didn't do anything to warrant being faces either. Yeah, like there's no, there was no real reason to cheer them other than their Balor's friends yeah. going on with AJ as well. Yeah, but if you want a reason to cheer them. You stick Carl Anderson in front of AJ Gale at King Chatter. <laughs> yeah, so this was um, it's quite interesting. This um, because it, it opens up a maybe a few different channels which they can go down. Um, so obviously you're right. It plays into the whole their big faces now. They're AJ's best friends, and they take a bullet for him. Yeah, and Carl Anderson did twice. Well, I mean, it took one and then. Got need again, just cause you know. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest here. So AJ gets hit in the balls. Yeah, I've been hit in the balls. Yeah, it doesn't prevent me from moving. But he probably just hasn't healed from like the last <laughs> twenty-five <laughs> times. Yeah, to be just wear a fucking cup, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just keep your legs even, even if, um, even if I hadn't come up against someone who'd hit me in the nuts four times in three weeks. I'd probably wear a cup anyway during <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. Don't want any accidents. <laughs> accidents aren't at least my concern. <laughs> I mean accidental ball hitting. Well. So yeah. Um, he probably could have moved and maybe tried to push him out of the way. <laughs> nah. Too much effort. Maybe, maybe it was just one of those, you know, that just makes what? you feel really sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Do, do you know what I think it is? I think this is Shinsuke's weirder, twisted way of trying to help AJ just stop having kids. Because <laughs> he's got, what, four or five? Now? I don't know. I think he's got four. Stop. Because <laughs> he's like, he's proper Christian, all into that faith shit, so... <laughs> he's all into that faith shit. So no contraception. No. If it happens, it happens. <laughs> so I think Shinsuke's like, look, man, you probably don't have that long left in your career. Right, you're, you're like 40 now. Yeah, like, this WWE checks ain't going to be coming in forever. <laughs> you can't be just adding kids onto this. Yeah. He's actually probably the biggest face on SmackDown. He's <laughs> doing AJ a big service. Is that what you're mm. trying to say? Potentially. I mean, I'm sure there's doctors who can do that for him in a much less painful way. Yeah, you know, it's not what God gave him. Mm, it's true. It's such a weird take. AJ's story on the Lillian's podcast is quite interesting. I've not listened to it, actually. He's very much like um, he was with a girl that he thought he was going to be with. So they had premarital sex. And then they were no longer together. And he very much regrets and uh, hates the fact that he didn't 
he didn't like he he waited for his wife to ask they were married but he very much hates that his first time was with his wife and like he's proper religious that annoys me a little bit yeah it, it very much makes me go oh really Did yeah cooler boy <laughs> yeah I don't know just makes him less cool yeah wow maybe I don't like him as much <laughs> I wonder if Finn's as religious I mean he is Irish nah I doubt it because <laughs> he's all like yeah, he likes gays that's true, he loves the gays. AJ didn't before. He's the opposite of Baron Corbin. Imagine Baron Corbin's gay-hating gimmick against Finn's gay-loving gimmick. Have you ever heard um, AJ's, AJ's comments, comments on homosexuality? Yes, I have. Um, so, but I kind of split them under the carpet because I really like him. Shinsuke's new music. Shinsuke's new music. Um, a lot of people saying that it's ruined Shinsuke. Totally don't understand that. Um, I really liked it. I think... It is the point, you're right. It's to make it so that, well, firstly, it's different. People love to sing along to Shinsuke's theme tune. You change it, then they can't sing along to it anymore. And then they're like, ah, oh, I'm so pissed off. I like singing that. Ooh. Fuck you, Shinsuke. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've changed my favourite song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have a favourite song that someone comes out to, you love singing along, and all of a sudden they go, no, I'm not giving you that anymore. You go, ah, oh, this is one of that the two. Sucks. This is the violin one that mum liked. Her yes. other favourite one is. Victorious by Bobby Roode. Glorious. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I quite like this. Have you ever listened to it in any way other no. than what was on SmackDown? No. It's quite good. There's Japanese it, it, rock. Yeah, it, it was hard to kind of grasp because they've changed the tune a little bit. It's kind of hard to grasp and follow, but yeah, I'll need to have a it's just dedicated a, it's just a, to it. Just a more heelish version of his song, which, if you think about it, He's just a more heelish version of himself, so yeah, and he's the rock star. Yeah, and it's a so rock a song rock with Japanese song. lyrics, so that makes sense. Um, and it's just yeah, it just really fits. And Shinsuke as a heel is, I didn't think this, I didn't never really considered it um, when he was a face, but Shinsuke as a heel much better than as a face. Yeah, I'd never thought about it that much. I'd seen bits and clips of him as a heel in Japan. Hmm. Um, it was very intriguing. Yeah. So, he's done well so far. But I personally, personally, I think he currently is, along with Samoa Joe, the best heel in the company. Already. I think that's fair. I think Miz is... I think Miz is up there. a different kind of heel. Yeah. But then this comes, I suppose this comes back to what I think I messaged in the group the other week is... Who's and they're all on SmackDown now. Yeah, like, who's Raw's proper big heel? Yeah. Like, I'm not counting Lesnar, because he's yeah. not there. Yeah, you don't really have them, and other than Kevin and Sammy. Kevin and Sammy, um, but if they continue just to get steamrolled by Strowman, they're not yeah. main eventers then. Yeah, exactly. So there is no main event heel other than Brock, I guess, but... Like, are they going on Elevating Baron? I mean, he's in the feud with No Way <laughs> no Jose. <laughs> I mean, Drew, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, I don't know. but like could, that, like, could this be the time for Bray, but they've put him in a tag team? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't think it just makes you think, if Roman does win the belt, like, obviously he's got to go through Joe at Backlash, but um, they're not going to give the Universal title to SmackDown. Um, like, does who, who is he there to feud with? Exactly. Uh, you have to turn either one of Finn and if or you Seth. put him against... A face. Roman's it's not just going to get booed. 
Maybe that's the point. Maybe we're just going to have a whole face raw division and just have Roman <laughs> just champ and just be like, well, you get booed at the most anyway. So uh, Even Sheamus and Cesaro have gone from SmackDown as like top-level heels. Exactly. Uh, from Raw, sorry, not... Because like, even if just one of them moved, yeah. the one who didn't, who, the one who stayed, could have easily been a Amy singles main event. Yeah. Yeah. It would have probably been Sheamus though, and that would have annoyed me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not as down on Sheamus as I used to be because I think his in ring work is yeah, a lot better these days. Improved. But Cesaro deserves it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to see. But anyway, um, right. I think that concludes SmackDown Live. Did you know that on Friday in the um, beautiful city of Jeddah in the King of Saudi Arabia at the King Abdullah Stadium that the greatest Royal Rumble is taking place? I think they mentioned it. Yeah, I think they did. Um, Two or three. We, because times. Matt isn't here, I don't think we're going to go through predictions now. Plus, we've been going on a long time about wrestling today. So we'll probably do what we normally do and just stick them online before the event. Yeah, have a look at them. Retweet them, like them. Let us know what you think. Just fucking talk to us now. <laughs> Yes, please do, what Aiden said. Um, so we'll get some of those up online, won't we? Um, and we'll see who wins. Um, probably not me, since I never do. And I literally have no idea about 90% you, of these matches. You won WrestleMania. That is true, I did you win won WrestleMania. The last one. I'm bottom of our predictions league now. Wow. I started off strong. Wow. Turn about. Not turn about, fair play. Um, what a turn up for the books, that's what I was meant to say. Um... So we'll do some predictions during the week. We'll get them out online. You can find them on the social at the underscore PWP on Instagram at People's Wrestling Podcast. I'm at Addy Bunker 88. Aiden? At Aiden Bunker. And because Matt's not here, he's at the Bear I wouldn't even give him a shout out. Can't be asked to show up. <laughs> he's at the Bear and Bumby. Um... Hopefully Matt will be with us. Although I think he did tell us actually that he might not be able to join us next week anyway. Because I think he's away. Oh, yeah, point. I do remember him saying um, that actually. So maybe Matt won't be here next week and it will just be the Ali and Aiden show again. I mean, it always is, even when he is here. <laughs> Ooh, controversial. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think of our predictions, who's going to win. Give us your own predictions as well, maybe. Um, also... Let let us know if any of you are going to Raw on the 14th of May. That's true. Cause you we'll know be what? there. We are, yeah. I've got the tickets now. They come through the other day. Um, and yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been emailing Sam Beecham again. Oh, yeah. From uh, PR company Shine, who represent WWE, trying to basically just flag us some free tickets to the UK tour in any way, shape or form. I would, back to me. Considering the SmackDown roster now, I would, I'd like some SmackDown tickets. <laughs> Four times I've emailed him over the past six months and every time he's replied like instantly pretty much and i'll just keep saying just to let you know we'd still be interested and the podcast go fine and then this time he came back he was like we've um we haven't fully allocated all of our press credentials yet please could you provide me with some uh, statistics from your from your podcast so that we can gauge the level of listenership and i was like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> you know what you need to fake them photoshop yeah. Show him that one episode we got. Yeah, that's what I was like. So our, our listens range from like five to seven hundred in a week. <laughs> you know, we usually hit somewhere in the middle. Of <laughs> yeah, you know, five hundred, five, six hundred. You know. Um, so yeah, no, I haven't replied to that one yet. So uh, I need to figure out my strategy for that. Whether I can just lie, because I can't lie on things like followers, because he can just go online and see that. I think our followers are fine. We've got a few. We've got over 600. On Twitter, alone, right? Yeah. I think that's more than enough. 
That's not that many. There's a fair amount of <laughs> 600 people. I mean, for us, it's I don't think I've ever even met 600 people. No, I don't think you have. Um, so, yeah, basically, follow us, listen to our show multiple times a week, and we might then get tickets for free. <laughs> Help a brother out. Help, Help two free. brothers out. Well, three brothers, really. What, Matt, Peter? <laughs> Matt. There were four tickets, right? <laughs> No, I think it was three. <laughs> no, to Raw, you mean? Yes. Yes, there's four. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I'm asking for press credentials, I'm only asking for free. That's fair. And does Peter ever listen to the show, by the way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, why not? I don't know. I don't see him anymore. He doesn't work with me. <sighs> this is a disgrace. I literally saw him today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he should. I'll tell him. And no, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give uh, next week's confronted. episode. I'm going to say a random word, and in order for Peter to get his ticket from me, he's gonna have to tell me what that word was. Oh Jesus! No, I don't it's think not I'd Jesus. even be able to answer that. So if, if no, because unless it, you went, if this I, is, right, the this the is word. my word for the week, and I'd go right. Yeah, if you said that. And then Peter would be like, oh, I don't know. Then I'd be like, well, you didn't listen. And I'll even do it near the beginning, just so he doesn't have to listen to the whole show. I mean, he did, he did pay his money. It's not good enough. All right, fair enough. And he's an Arsenal fan. He has yeah, to do more to earn things. Um, anyway. Right. That concludes this week's people's wrestling podcast episode 28 i think Mm -hmm. oh getting up there with the numbers we're going to catch raw soon we're almost at our 30th anniversary as wwe would put it this is the longest running weekly episodic wwe podcast based in milton Keynes that we've ever done that we we have ever taken part in um of all time so that's pretty pretty good achievement so as we say Follow us on Twitter, get involved on the social, we'll get those predictions up. Um, I hope you all enjoy the greatest Royal Rumble. Remains to be seen whether it will be the actual greatest Royal Rumble. Such a weird name. Such a terrible, terrible, terrible name. Do you know what I think one of the greatest Royal Rumbles was? This year. Yeah, exactly. So if it beats that, then it will have done well. It's going to be a fucking long one. It's going to be long. It's going to be long. Seven titles, a 50-man Royal Rumble. That match itself. 50 men Jesus I, I imagine maybe they'll come out like every minute and not minute and a half yeah. just to, but still that's an extra two thirds of a Royal Rumble terrible terrible decision <laughs> Jack and I just threw it out there one time it's like yeah just do a 50 man Royal Rumble and they were like alright then we'll do that and they're like oh I think it was, it was originally announced as just it was just like, a house show kind yeah, of thing and then people went what, what is oh, this yeah. thing and they were like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> we can make money out of this now alright uh, one thing we don't make money out of is this podcast. So if you want to donate to us, um, we'll out, set up so. a page and you can do that. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> money. Um, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so weird. Anyway, yeah, let's go. As Matt would say, I'm off to bed now. Fuck you's lot. Yeah.